Welcome to the Providence Community Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Nathan Herndon. If you would like to stay connected with us, download our app, Providence Community, or visit our website, providencecommunity.org. Guys, this morning I want to talk about praying like Jesus. Um, I told you 2021 is a year where we're just preaching on Jesus, and I think I've, I've been faithfully doing that. Last time I was up here was talking about the return of Jesus, um, and uh, we're just really talking about Jesus. At, when I was speaking at Wind Conference, I was talking about theology of songs wrapped around the person, the work, and the ministry of Jesus, the cross of Christ. Um, and then I was talking about Jesus being our treasure, and that is not, um, you know, that is, that is not, small, that is everything, that we have to see Jesus as better and bigger than everything else, that he has won our hearts, that we want him, not just serve him, right? All right. So I want to talk about, about praying like Jesus, because if Jesus is our treasure, and we're Jesus people, and, we're, and we want to be a Jesus church, then it is important to, listen, not just want to hang out with him and sit at his feet, not just want to do the things that he did. We need those things, but let's not miss this one. We want to be like this man that we follow, right? Like, we, that, that's the one that I hear the least. Hear a whole lot of presence junkiness. I just want to hang in the presence, and I want that, but I don't want us to turn into presence junkies where we actually love the presence but not Jesus, all right? I actually, if you hang out in the presence, like the, the author of that song, when she was wrecked by the presence of God, she, it, it came out. And there's, there is a, a ministry that's supposed to, a life that is supposed to flow out of our lives once we encounter and taste and see that God is good. And you don't ju just hang out in prayer rooms, you, you actually follow a man. Following man, becoming like him, it is massively important. I think it's, it, it would be a good question if we just took our journals and a Bible or we, we sat our families down and we said, hey, in the last year, ask your spouse this, ask your kids this. In the last year, have I become more like Jesus? Have I been acting more like Jesus in my home? Have you, have you caught me not doing this stuff, th these things, but have you caught me in private prayer, kids? Is that, am I becoming more like Jesus? See, these are questions that, that we, we must ask ourselves, then be honest with and not be ashamed of ourselves, but say, hey, take it as a call. Take it as the good shepherd saying, I wanna take you to greener pastures. I wanna take you to quieter waters. I wanna take you to higher heights. And I might need to take you through deeper darkness to get there, but it's going to be good for you. I've got you. You're gonna become more like me, Jesus says. See, that really, when we talk about dreams and we talk about goals and we talk about ambitions, we actually have a core value here that says we dream with God, but we first, before we dream about nations and before we dream about, man, I'm gonna be the president one day or before we dream about I'm gonna own a company or before we dream about I'm gonna go to school, before we dream about those, all right, if they're God dreams, our first foundational dreams have to be, I wanna be like this man that I treasure. I don't just wanna be used and do great things, I wanna be it's important. And so praying like Jesus, praying with Jesus. Do you know that Jesus right now is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us? So his prayer ministry is still in operation today. Right now, do you know that? 
All right. And so I, I, want, I want to these to be days where, where our prayer ministry begins to amp up, both corporately, both individually. Uh, and it gets hotter and spicier, but also deeper and calmer. I don't want us to pray like the weight of the world is on our shoulders. The weight of the world is on Jesus' shoulders. All right? So not, not stressing and striving. Not like, not like we're, we're rowing a boat. It's, prayer is more like we're hoisting a sail and catching the wind, p- pulling oars in. All right, so, so let's talk about praying like Jesus um, because it is the first to go. Um, I know like the craziness of a busy life, just prayer can kind of turn into, uh, well, I kind of talked to Jesus while I yelled at people on my way to work. And you know, I, I was listening to a song and I said, Jesus, what a great song. You know, I was kind of, and, and we, we say my prayer life is when I'm driving in the car, but really what you're doing is you're driving in the car, all right? And you should be praying uh, to Jesus in constant communion, but I want us to take prayer more seriously than that even, all right, because Jesus did. Now, I don't want this message to turn into um, what I hear prayer sermons turn into a lot, which is like guilt and shame to drive prayer, all right? Lots of shoulds, lots of why don't we's, lots of Jesus did all of this and you can't even, you know, that is called religion, that, you know, prayer and tithing are the two places where the church goes, ah, why aren't you, and we should be, and all this stuff. I want us to pray and tithe and give and operate in generosity because we're so madly in love with Jesus and we are becoming more like him, all right? So today I want to look at praying like Jesus by looking at how Jesus prayed, but I also want, to, uh, want us to realize, and we know this, but prayer is not just a part of Jesus' life. Jesus did not only model this in Scripture. It's all throughout Scripture. Um, I just want to focus mostly on the, on the New Testament today, but just listen to this. It's, it's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. This is Paul writing a letter to the Thessalonian church. And, and it's, man, this is, this, is, this is great. I do want to encourage you, though, a little side note here. I'm reading the end of the book. It is great to read the beginning of the book. That's where you get the theology of the epistle. And then you get the necessary application of what was taught. When you're reading the Bible, it, man, if you flip to the end of Romans, you flip to the end of First Peter, you flip to the end of Galatians, that stuff is the fun stuff. But the stuff that actually gives it strength and power is the theology before it, all right? So, but I am, I'm, I'm flipping to the end of First Thessalonians where Paul is saying to the church, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. That is, that is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. Three words, pray without ceasing. One of the shortest verses in the entire Bible, but it is, it is massively profound, is it not? I want you to have an unceasing communion and fellowship and prayer to the Father. It goes on to say, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So if you're struggling to, uh, with a decision, you're struggling with what is God's will for my life? Should I marry this person? Should I take that job? Should I not do this? Should I, you know, whatever? Listen to this. The Bible is very clear on what God's will is for you with some things. And the main thing that God is saying this is, here's my will that you would pray without ceasing, that you would rejoice when it gets rough, that you would give thanks in every single circumstance, which is a form of prayer. 
All right? Bible's very clear about prayer, and we really need to internalize this, walk this out. Or how about Romans chapter 12, verse 12, where Paul says to the Romans, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. That is the apostolic declaration over the church when it comes to prayer. Pray all the time. And it's interesting that Paul is packaging prayer in with with uh, seasons or situations where, you need, where you're going through hard times, like tribulation. Be patient in tribulation, rejoice in hope, rejoice always, he says in 1 Thessalonians. And then he's talking about prayer because prayer is supposed to be not just us running to God when we think we need him, though that is really, really, really good, but it's supposed to be all-encompassing in our lives, good times, bad times, high times, low times. It is all time to pray. All right, how about this? James um, really simplifies things in James chapter four, verses two and three, where he says, you do not have because you do not ask. It's as simple as that. You don't have, like, you're fighting and quarreling, all right, James says in context. You're like killing each other, but you're trying to get the answer to your problems on your own. And James says, you simply don't have because you do not ask. And then he goes on to say, you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly. So there's, there's a way to ask in prayer. That is right, and there's a way that's wrong. Very interesting. Acts chapter 13, verses, verses two and three, it says, while the church was praying and fasting, the Holy Spirit said to set aside Paul and Bar Barnabas for the work of the ministry. And after they continued praying and fasting and then laid their hands on them, they sent them out. All right? So prayer is tied to life. It is a constant communion with God, but it is also called, or it is also tied to the, the, the call of God on people's lives. It should be coming out of prayer rooms, not just ideas. All right? As an idea guy, like I, I love good ideas. When you get an idea, take it to the prayer room, pray and fast for a while. That's what the Bible says. All right? So prayer is really the engine. Prayer is really the filter that, that the church operates through. We don't make decisions and then pray that God would bless them. We actually surrender them to God in prayer and fasting and then see if God releases us into them. All right? So, but now let's talk about praying the, the way of Jesus. Jesus' prayer life was so incredible that the disciples come up to Jesus after he's done praying one time in Luke chapter 11, and the disciples' question to Jesus was, Jesus, teach us to pray. Now, it's interesting that Jesus didn't talk about when to pray. He was modeling that already. He didn't talk about, you know, necessarily how to, how to pray, like, you know, you yell. Hebrews chapter six or seven says that Jesus prayed with loud crying, all right? Um, so he was modeling all that stuff. Jesus actually told the disciples in the, in the disciples' prayer, the, what we know as the Lord's prayer, uh, what to pray. Our Father who's in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? Your kingdom come, your will be done is not necessarily a prayer asking Jesus to return, but it's a, it's a prayer asking the kingdom to go out until he does, right? So, so, the, so, he's, so Jesus is modeling. He's like, the content of your prayers is what I wanna focus uh, the disciples on. But I actually want us to just look at the way of Jesus when it comes to prayer, okay? Mark chapter one Verse 35 says this, rising very, very early in the morning while it was still dark, 
he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. I'm gonna be all over the Bible. I hear the pages turning, and I love those. I love those. So just, just get ready. This is gonna be old school Baptist Bible, all right, stuff here. We're gonna be flipping all over the scriptures. I'm gonna toss them out. They're not on the screen. I want you to flip, all right? Uh, or I, I want you to ask Google or Siri. That'd be fun, all right? But Mark chapter 135, listen to this. Just, just, just look at how Jesus did it. Look at what his way was, what his custom was. Like the way he approached prayer is rising very early. This is the first chapter of the oldest gospel, Mark. Rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he checked Facebook. Wow, Jesus, how makes me feel better. Thanks, ma'am. Yes. Rising very early in the morning, when it was still dark, he checked his Yahoo fantasy draft. And he just reveled in his team, right? I think Jesus would have drafted, I think Jesus would be in fantasy drafts. I don't know if Jesus would be on Facebook, honestly, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think he would actually want to touch people and see people, not like whatever Facebook is. But I, what I do want, to, want you to see here, what I want us to see is the first thing Jesus did with, with the most dark, private, quiet part of his day as he talked to his dad. I just want us to see this. Um, if we have a theology that says, I'm praying to get God off my back, then we say, well, I don't pray in the morning. I'm not a morning person. I pray before I go to bed at night. Well, it's, it's, it's not that you pray. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that you connect with dad. All right, and so whether you're a morning person or not, all I, all I take from Jesus's life is whether you're a morning person or not, you, you have to be a person of principle and priority. Where you say, what's most important to me, even if I have to set 12 alarms, is while I'm under, the first thing that I wanna do is I've gotta talk to the Father. This is what Jesus modeled. You see this too in, in Luke chapter five, um, you can flip there, Baptist style. Man, come on. Uh, Luke chapter five, starting with verse. Those of you who are Baptist, I don't even know what this means. I'm sorry, it's just fun. Like I know Baptists love the Bible and so, and we should too, but because uh, I used to be one. Uh, but but uh, listen to this. But, but now even more, the report about him went abroad and great crowds gathered to hear him to be healed of their infirmities. Now stop right there, man. This is like, yes, the fame of Jesus, great crowds, people who need to be healed are coming to the right place. What does Jesus do in verse 16? But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. Like this is, this completely weirds me out. Like, it can, like the, the compassionate heart of Jesus Oftentimes in scripture, like Jesus is, remember when, when uh, Jesus sent the disciples out two by two and they came back exhausted and Jesus said, let's go to a quiet place and pray. But on their way there, like the, a crowd beats them to their desolate place and Jesus looks out on them and has compassion on them and they just minister to all of these people. Right? That is, it is constantly what Jesus was doing. And though, Jesus is also doing this. He's seeing people and the crowd and all the need, and then, and he's retreating to desolate places to pray. 
All right? I think often we see the crowds, and, and in these days, it's not crowds for us, it's, it's work for us, or it's kids for us, or it's, it's kids, you know, uh, viola lessons. You know, it's, uh, it, it, gets the, it gets very creative with what takes our time, the things aren't bad, there is need there. But what Jesus is modeling here is that what is of utmost importance isn't the need pressing around me, but I've got to connect with the Father. I've got to go be with him. There won't be much left if I don't. <laughs> this is what Jesus models. And if you ever, if you try to heal people of their infirmities and meet them on, on their level when your prayer life is, is, is nothing, you're quickly going to end up just like them. Broken. Just not, we weren't made <laughs> to take the whole weight of the world on our shoulders. Jesus did at the cross. And we must be operating in his power to do it. All right? Or we end up hurting people. All right, so this was the way of Jesus. Crowds come, listen, I've gotta pray, just constantly praying. First thing in the morning, praying, just retreating, praying. Jesus spends all night in prayer. And actually, let's talk about when Jesus prayed, all right, because there's some places in the Bible that is very specific on when Jesus prayed. Luke chapter six, if we flip over there, keep going, I wanna hear the pages, all right? Luke chapter six, starting with verse 12. And actually, I'm flipping, but I have it written on my notes. I'm just flipping with you guys, all right? This is fun. In these days, he went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. Now, let me tell you what these days were. These were days when disciples were following him, and now he was choosing his 12 apostles. So the, the night before Jesus chooses his 12, he spends that entire night in prayer, so I would say, when did Jesus pray? He prayed when there were massive decisions that were gonna shape the future. He prayed then. He didn't just say, you know, I'm God in the flesh. I'm gonna do this. Like, he, he's modeling that I'm, I'm checking in with the Father all night in prayer. And these days he went out to the mountain and prayed. All night he continued in prayer to God. All right, often we lose sleep, not because of prayer when we have a big thing going on the next day, but because of worry, right? Like we're like, oh no, God, if, I'm sorry that I failed you. Like I'm a, and then and we're, anxiety is keeping us up. I would, like, I would like sometimes we lose sleep because of prayer. I think that is, man, that would be very healthy. And, and then, but sleep is very good, so catch up on it sometimes, all right? Catch back up. Come to Providence, Go out during a service. If you're sleeping because you were up all night in prayer, I'll be encouraged, right? Just cat. But, but in big decisions, I'd love to see us, man. We are going to God with those decisions, not just making decisions. Then we're angry when our life falls apart and we say, God, where were you? And God's just saying, man, I, I wish you would have asked. I wasn't there. I was over here. Let's fix this. We can do this. All right, listen to this though. Jesus prayed when he was in crisis. The, the night that Jesus was betrayed and he just washed his disciples' feet and, he, and they just celebrated the institution of the Lord's Supper, right? Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane. He's about to be betrayed. He's about to be tortured. He's about to be killed. He's about to uh, bear the weight of the world's sin, so I'll call that a crisis moment, hello? Jesus goes to the garden and Matthew 26, verse 39 says this, he fell on his face and prayed. He fell on his face and prayed. 
He asked his disciples to do that with him. But Jesus, he models, he said, he fell on his face and prayed. And I love, first of all, his posture. But I I love that what Jesus is doing, instead of sitting and worrying and waiting for the inevitable, Jesus is actually betrayed and the people come to get him in his prayer closet. It's, It's pretty incredible. All right, so... When did Jesus pray? Well, big decisions in crisis. How about this one, though? This is the best one. Uh, Jesus actually prayed for people when he was being wronged falsely. (laughs) Man. So in other words, Jesus is hanging on the cross, didn't deserve it, did not earn it, right? That You know who did? You and me, my friends. Jesus is hanging there as a substitute in our place. And he has a lot of haters. They're gambling for his clothes. They're, they're tossing obscene gestures at him. They're saying, you know, you said that you would, you know, he, they're, they're making all kinds of remarks at him. He is disfigured to say the least. He's just been brutalized and he's hanging on the cross. And Jesus' prayer from the cross was, Father, forgive these people. Guys, we have ventured so far from this. He, he's not praying, Father, judge them. Father, what they're doing is not right. Father, pay them back. Jesus is actually paying for their sin in front of their eyes. And, and so Jesus is, is not praying these kind of go get him, Jesus, or go get him, Father, prayers. He's, he's not unleashing angels. He's literally praying for the people who are wronging him, the, the people that are hurting him. He's actually praying for their forgiveness. He's not praying, God, help them see their sin. Help them see where they're missing it. Help them see, see, help them see, Father. Oh, Father, you can do this. Holy Spirit, come. He's not, he's not praying that, guys. He's praying, Father, forgive them. Now, walking in the way of Jesus, we're gonna have to pray crazy, crazy prayers that fly right in the face of the culture and the culture that says, man, being right is preeminent. Right? But Jesus is right, praying not that people would see his rightness, but people would be forgiven. (laughs) This is is wildness, but this is praying in the way of Jesus. We want to be like the man. This is how we prayed. How about this one? Jesus in, in Mark chapter 14, verse 38, when he's in the garden, he tells his disciples to pray that you don't fall into temptation. Man, I would love to see us in our, in our following of Jesus and in, in, our, in our hungering to live for him and and holiness, I would love to see us say, God, and this actually is in the disciples' prayer in Luke chapter 11, lead us not into temptation. I think, man, every single day when we get up when it's quiet, when it's dark, when we find our place, whether that's for five seconds or five hours, that we would would be, this would be a part of our prayers. God, I, I don't want to hurt your heart today. I just wanna, I just wanna, Pray this. Do you see what I'm saying there? Okay. Jesus is, uh, I said earlier that Jesus is still operating in prayer ministry. Romans chapter eight, verse 34 says this, Christ Jesus is the one who died more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. So right now, the, the ministry of Jesus 
is he is interceding for his sons and daughters. It's absolutely incredible that Jesus still in the heavenly, seated at the right hand of the Father, is still operating in prayer ministry. Absolutely incredible. How about this? Jesus is this instruction on prayer. If you, wanna, if you want a few takeaway points, all right, I want you to hear, hear this today, is that Jesus' instruction on prayer is, was, was pretty massive, but there's two things on my heart I just want to narrow it down to. But number one, Jesus says, pray and don't give up. All over the Bible. I think many times, have you ever tried to lose 10 pounds and then you go keto for breakfast and then by lunch you're like, ah, sugar, I need it. You know, and then, and then you say, yeah, didn't lose anything, actually gained a few. I tried keto once, didn't work. <laughs> well, well you, you can't try anything just once quick and then expect these massive results. Like you turn into Schwarzenheimer or Schwarzenegger or whatever his name is, right? <laughs> uh, you can't, you can't, like, it, like it, it takes work and time of not giving up for quite a long period, all right? And so prayer is like this, like, like God is saying, don't be discouraged when you pray for somebody once and then then you turn your testimony into, I tried prayer out, didn't heal him, I, I'm playing the victim. That is not how it works in the kingdom. Jesus tells all kinds of stories, but this one in Luke chapter 18 is the parable of the persistent widow who would not take no for an answer, and she kept going and going and going and going, and she's talking to a wicked judge, and the wicked judge grants her her request. And Jesus is saying, how much more will my Father grant to you what you request when you pray and you don't give up? In fact, Jesus says, ask seek, knock. That's what prayer looks like. It's you're asking, all right? It's not you ask once, it's you're asking, and then you're seeking, and then you're knocking. It's like you're trying to, you know somebody's in your house, but you don't know what's room. So you, you walk into the house and you say, is anybody in here? And you don't hear anything. So you begin to seek. Anybody in here? You're looking at the rooms, and you find the person who's in the bathroom, and you're pounding on the door saying, I found you, I'm knocking now. See, it's, it's, it were, it's, it's, you don't give up. You don't just step into the house and say, anybody in here? And then leave. God is here. He wants to be met with. He wants to talk to you. But the way is not, is not listen to this. Prayer is not magic spells. Where you take the Bible. This is not a spell book. This is a love letter. It's not like, oh, I know one for that. I actually Googled this. And there's websites where you can go and use the Bible like spells. All right, and oh, if you're having a hard day or somebody's you know, accusing you or you know, your marriage is in crisis, use these, toss them out, see what, see what happens. This is, I'm getting fired up now and, and slightly angry, all right? But uh, this, is, this is a love letter, guys. This is a love letter where, where daily, for a long time, it takes your whole life, this is not quick, instantaneous, all right? This is, I read this book every day and go to God in prayer every day without giving up, with persistence. 
It's delayed gratification. We, we know very little of this. We're like, oh, God, do it and do it and do it. Sometimes I, sometimes I wonder, guys, can I just process with you just for a moment? I, I'm, I'm someone that believes to the, to the tip of my toes that God, his name is the God who heals, all right? I know that he's a healing God. I don't believe for a second that he just stopped healing because the church got to a place where we no longer needed it. If there's still broken people, we still need healing, all right? So, so I, I know it, but I, I wonder, though if, if the, we need to go deeper in persistence if we, that God doesn't just want to give us this, this quick stuff and, and maximize or, or celebrate one of the worst things we have in our culture and that's just, just we want everything now I, I'm just processing here right that's not coming from notes I'm just like Sorry if that was off, but I, I'm just, I, I just, I think that God wants to have a church that's, no matter, remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Whether you save me the way I want or not, I'm yours, right? And this is a church that is just relentless. We're going after prayer to, 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 you know, for years. I've actually seen God do massive things with people who won't give up. But here's another thing that Jesus encourages us to do is he encourages us to pray humbly, uh, Luke chapter 18 again, uh, if you look at verse uh, 13 and 14, you'll see a Pharisee and how he's praying. He's praying standing up by himself, kind of separating himself from everybody else. And his prayer is not magnifying God, but really magnifying himself. And he's just celebrating his own self-righteousness and he's thanking God that he's not like everybody else. He's not an extortioner. He's not unjust. He's not an adulterer. Uh, he's not like this tax collector down here. And the tax collector is actually found standing far off, beating his chest, crying out to uh, heaven as he's lifting up his eyes to God and he's saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus sees these two kind of absolute, you know, you know, different approaches. And he says, I tell you, this man, the sinful man, went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. So I just want to encourage us today to pray humbly. And I think that often when you see Jesus in the garden, Jesus is, he's kneeling and he's crying. Um, I've been reading through the book of Nehemiah, and when Nehemiah prays, he gets on his knees. Um, well, I, I was reading the, um, about Solomon's temple being consecrated, and Solomon is on his face, hands spread out. And the posture of how we pray, uh, I think, is important because it helps us realize and remember that we're coming to God humbly. We're not walking into God's presence like he exists to serve us. <laughs> You know, he wants us in his presence. He's like, he's so loving and so good. But I think there's a, a posture that we've got to take with God that we've got to get back to the church in prayer, all right? Um, you know, Isaiah 6, when Isaiah is getting a glimpse of the glory of God and the train of, of God's robe is filling the temple and there are angels with six wings and with two of them, they're flying and then with two of them, they're covering their feet and then with two of them, they're covering their eyes, their faces, We've got to get back to that. We have to get back to God's bigger than me. We've got to get back to, you know, I'm all about being friends with God. And actually when, you know, there's songs about it and all this stuff, but I don't want us to lose humility in our friendship. All right? Um, when I was in uh, high school, there was a, a shirt out that says, Jesus is my homeboy. 
you know? And uh, I, I kind of like that. I, I, I would probably wear it because he and I, he and I are friends, all right? But there, there's another part of it that, that starts to get used to the most magnificent. And that where we begin to just kind of lounge around with God, and I want us to lounge on his lap and in his presence, but I, I want us to keep a, a humble walk with this man. You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, this, guys, is why, it, you know, partly why on September 17th we're doing 40 days of prayer and fasting. It's because Jesus just modeled this, his life. He just modeled this. He's just, he's just praying. And I, I believe that he's calling us into days where we're learning to pray and where we're uh, incorporating fasting because fasting is going to stir up the pain in the places that God wants to get to. All right? And my hope is that as we begin the process, the process of or, orienting, I hope that what happens in the 40 days is we begin the process of orienting our lives around the presence of God in prayer, not just trying to add it in when it's convenient. I want us to, get, I want us to be inconvenienced. I want the 40 days to inconvenience us. I want the God of convenience to die hard. And I want us to say, God, listen, listen, like, like, humbly I come. You saved me. I belong to you. Inconvenience me and take me deeper, right? I think it, during these 40 days, we can be expecting to, uh, uh, to hear from God more. So when you get all the noise away, when you get, and, and you're just kind of bored somewhere, I found that that is, that is more the environment where God wants to, you know, are you not entertained? Like, he's not trying to entertain us, you know? Like, he actually just wants us to, well, he's just enough. Just get somewhere, he is just enough. So I, I believe that we can be expecting to receive his heart for our future, that God's gonna speak to us in real specific ways as individuals, as maybe as parents, as, uh, as young people. But I, I believe that God's gonna speak to us because we're gonna be asking, like, speak to the future of this house. We don't wanna get around strategic tables and start planning and planning and planning. We actually wanna go 40 days of inconveniencing ourselves, where we just hear from you and then you can tell us what your future for us looks like. Man, that is the kind of church that I wanna be a part of. Man, that is going to get spicy on Sundays, you know, and at home. It's just like, God, lead the charge. We're pulling in the oars. We're hoisting the sail. Holy Spirit, you just blow us wherever you say, right? So, um, yeah, I just, I just wrote this, that my dream for me as a husband and a dad is that I will be caught praying more. For I, I, I pray that I wake my kids up in the morning because I'm, crying out to God for them. <laughs> and they have to say, Dad, I'm trying to sleep. I'm trying to pray. You go back to bed, right? I, I just I want, I want that to be the environment. I want the kids to just be bothered by my prayer life, but somehow intrigued by it. This is, this is like, my dreams are getting holier, I think, and smaller. <laughs> my dreams used to be crazy before, and I, I think maybe, you know, we'll see what happens, all right? But right now, my dreams are just like, I want to be a man of prayer, Want to walk after Jesus? Want to hunger for his presence? Want to learn to do what he did? Just want to be all about the man. I want to be a Jesus man. That, this is my greatest dream in these days, guys. And then if my life gets weird because of it, listen, so did Jesus's. If I get to the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, big whoop, I'll have him closer, right? 
So this is, this is my dream for us and for myself, and, and I'm excited to walk in this together. Who else? Anybody? Good. Well, good. Hey, guys, so how about this? Like, why don't we, uh, why don't we just take a moment to uh, uh, get the keyboard player out, all right? And why don't we just take a moment? Let's just give, it's 1137. Let's take a few minutes just to kind of wait and see what, what Jesus wants to do here. And I would say this, if you need prayer, maybe put your hand up and maybe someone around you would want to pray for you. We've got a, a prayer team that, you know what, they, they, they pray and they are so ready and they're trained and they want to pray with you. Maybe this morning needs to be a day where you say, you know what, um, the inconvenience of walking to the front, the, the fear of going forward and expressing, humbly expressing need for God in prayer, those days of being afraid of those things are over. And today, I, ju- I just want someone to light me up in prayer, all right? And so guys, I I want us to, let's just take some time here. Does that sound good? All right. Hopefully, you know what? Let's, let's, uh, you you build uh, endurance and strength when you do hard things. And I think prayer is one of those hard things that God's calling us into. So let's, let's put our hands on our laps as the prayer team comes up and let's just, uh, you know, maybe put our hands on our hearts. Maybe we want to posture ourselves in humility and some capacity and let's just uh, invite God, God. We just, this morning, we, we cry help. We cry help. We have tried to run our lives on our own, orienting our lives around our, our strengths, what we deem important. But this morning, as your church, as your bride, you've just always asked us to cry out to you. You wanna be strong for us. And so I just pray this morning, you would show your strength to many of us. I pray that you would heal people. I pray that you would save people. I pray anybody this morning that has never just put their faith, all their trust, all their hope, just surrendered their whole lives to Jesus, not in their good works, not trying to impress you, but just surrendering their whole lives in faith, just saying, Jesus, save me. That's what you did on the cross. I pray this would be the morning some people would, would, would receive you. Lord, I just pray for people here that uh, are down to their last wit. I pray for people that don't know it. I pray for people that their hearts are so callous, they don't even know how, how far gone they've been. They don't know how they slipped there. Lord, I just pray for a, a grace to admit that and come home running, God. I just pray that you would, you would meet people and you would change people and you would rearrange people. And I just pray, God, that this, this church would actually legitimately, slowly, but legitimately be able to say, this is, we're people of prayer. We're people of prayer. We, we, prayer's the engine that drives this. We're people of prayer. So God, I just, just pray that right now. I, Lord, your compassionate heart, you're looking right now across this room and you actually want to meet with people. People can have an encounter with your heart right now. Yeah, prayer is, is, is the, is the platform that you, uh, you have given us to meet with you. So I just pray these simple cries, simple baby cries, just like help God. And God, come and meet with us today. Be glorified in it. Show yourself strong, we pray. And I just bless these people and I just bless this church and I pray for these weeks and I pray for these days that, that y- you would work and move and do what only you can do in these days. So I just pray a rich blessing and provision and, and a Holy Spirit joy and gladness in hearts, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If you'd like to partner with us, you have the opportunity to give online at providencecommunity.org. 